Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Aiden, and this is going to be a bit of a different podcast today because Southwest Airlines not only ruined Christmas, but just rat-fucked Luke's travel to oblivion, so now he's stuck in Chicago instead of being in LA safe and sound at home. Um, I didn't get to travel up north last weekend because of the bomb cyclone that we experienced, but I was able to have a very, very cozy Christmas where I just kind of vegged out ate a lot of great food, I made a lamb shoulder with veggies and potatoes, and I watched a bunch of football, and we're going to talk about that today. It's just me, so we're going to just quickly go through the games of last week and what I thought about them, and then we'll run through Luke and I's picks so that we can make sure we have our picks out there in the ethos and everybody can know, uh, just so there's no contradictions or you know anybody saying anything when we get towards the end and the jersey bet comes to its fruition. So, <clears throat> Let's get into it. The Thursday night game last week, Jags versus Jets. So this is this one's not good. Trevor Lawrence has continued his ascent. He looks incredible. He's now being considered a top 10, fringing on top 5 quarterback in the league. Doug Peterson's getting coach of the year uh, like references from people. And, I mean, Luke would be mad and he would counter and say that that should be the Vikings head coach, O'Connell. Um, you know, he has an argument to be made for that. <clears throat> I think the most important thing from this game, though, is Zach Wilson playing garbage, uh, looking absolutely terrible and out of his element and getting benched for Chris Streveler. The Jets fans booing him mercilessly. I remember Streveler had like a terrible throw over the middle that the guy had to dive backwards to catch for a first down and the, the whole stadium erupted like it was the best pass of all time. That's how bad it is with Zach Wilson. He's now been demoted. Um, the marriage is over. People are saying that he is going to absolutely be benched and for the rest of the year that is, and then probably moved on from in the off season. I'm sure they'll find a taker, uh, maybe in a smaller media market, he can thrive, but this is definitely a pockmark on the projection history from T Herring. Uh, so let's keep pushing through the bills and the bears. We absolutely got trounced. It was a super cold game. Justin looks slowed by the cold. Um, Josh Allen didn't have his best game. Kyler Gordon picked up another pick in back-to-back weeks. One against Jalen Hurts, one against Josh Allen. He is ascending. He was a very, very often targeted secondary corner nickelback. Our first second round pick. Um, I'm glad to see him playing well. Valus Jones had his best game, had some good returns, caught a deep ball. I got to pause it right here. All right. Bringing it back. I had to take a little pause there. All right. In three, two, one. So, yeah, the Bears did not play super well, but um, they've been managing to stay in these games, even though our strength of schedule is really, really difficult. If we lose our next two games, we are in line to get the second overall pick. But as we'll see soon, Houston picked up a win this week. And since they have that tie, if they win another game in their final two against Jacksonville and the Colts, one of which is very doable, in my opinion, the Colts, the Bears could potentially be in line for the number one overall pick. Again, I think this year was a perfectly operated tank. We've been in every single game. We've shown promise. We've shown that we have a franchise quarterback, and now we're in line to potentially get a draft haul in a trade or a generational uh, pass-rushing defensive line talent in the form of Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter. But to burn back through these games of the week, 
<clears throat> we saw the Saints pick up a win on the Browns, another terrible outing by Deshaun Watson. A lot of people have a lot to say. Uh, remind you, the Saints were in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, so uh, they're complicit in all that as well. Overall, just a terrible season for the Browns. Um, they'd be better off if if uh, Brissett was probably still playing, so I don't know what to say about that. Luke and I have a lot to say about the Browns that we've already uttered on the podcast, so I'm not necessarily upset to see him get destroyed in football games and play bad football. And like Luke mentioned often, uh, this is a guy that we just assumed was going to come in off of like 700 days. Well, not us, but some of the media personalities assumed he'd come in off 700 days off of professional football and go right back to his old uh, play style. And we're not seeing it yet. So we'll see how that turns out in the offseason. If Stefanski keeps his job, uh, some people are calling for him to be gone after he's already won coach of the year recently. So I don't know. The Chiefs come out on top of the Seahawks 24-10. to Pat Mahomes is on an MVP cruise potentially right now. Uh, don't have too much more to say about that one. The Giants lose to the Vikings on a last-second 61-yard field goal from Greg Joseph. Vikings win 27-24. to Saquon Barkley had some good plays. Justin Jefferson continues to have 100-yard receiving games. He's incredible. He should be in the MVP talks. I'm being completely honest. Like, I mean, Pat Mahomes, sure, but there's very few position players this year who have dominated their position like Justin Jefferson has. Um, the Vikings squeeze out another victory. They're now 12-2, and two, and they are potentially in contention for the first round bye if uh, I think Philly has to lose two games uh, in their last two games because the head-to-head -head would be won by Philly when they beat the Vikings. So, I mean, I think the Vikings have a lot to play for still. They want that high seed either way. Bengals beat the Patriots. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is looking like probably Joe Burrow and the Bengals in general are looking like the hottest team in football right now. And they may be, as of right now, my pick to win the Super Bowl. They are peaking. They're playing very good football. Um, swinging over to the Patriots side, not good. Everyone is finally recognizing that Mac Jones is a problem. I have had a lot to say about him. I've said he's a dirty player, and I've said he has personality issues, and we're seeing it again when he runs up the sideline on a turnover and tries to fucking take out Eli Apple, Ohio State Buckeye, uh, take out Apple's legs. Um, everyone's calling him dirty, rightfully so, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be the starting quarterback there, if I'm being completely honest. People are starting to wear their patience thin with him. The Panthers are playing very good football right now. They beat the Lions, another incredibly hot team, 37-23, to and this running game for the Panthers is what's doing it. Wilkes is doing great as an interim. The, the players want him to remain the head coach, um, and that's not a good game for the Lions because they – potentially have a shot at the playoffs if they went out and that was not when they wanted to give up especially against a team who hasn't played very well earlier in the season and those being the Panthers the Ravens with Snoop Huntley come out on top against the Falcons um, Desmond Ritter starting for them and I did not watch too much of that though the Ravens did secure their playoff spot rightfully so they have had a wild year where they've won a lot of games, double-digit wins, 10 wins, but it seems like they've almost lost every game somehow, so they love playing to the competition no matter what. Here's the big one. Uh, Texans win against the Titans, 19-14, to and this could be partially because the Texans are a resurgent football team right now. They have two quarterbacks coming in and out. 
and they're playing motivated football, but it also could be because the Titans are just exploding and they can't buy a win. Uh, Tannehill is out on IR now. Their quarterback tonight in the Thursday night game against Dallas is going to be Joshua Dobbs. I think he was a Tennessee quarterback in college, so not looking good. And Derrick Henry not playing either. Commanders lose to the 49ers, 37-20. to Brock Purdy still getting all of the, the golden child treatment, rightfully so. Kittle had two incredible touchdowns and a great game over 100 yards, and they honestly just beat the crap out of the Commanders. Uh, kind of forced Wentz to come in after a turnover, and now Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback this week. We'll see how that goes while they're in the playoff hunt. I don't think that's a very smart move to switch to a turnover machine like Wentz when a playoff game's on the line. Though, I think, like you might find out with my pick this week, um, quarterbacks coming off the bench that we know have talent to make plays tend to do pretty well, in my opinion, coming off the bench because the defense hasn't been able to prepare for them as well. So we'll see if that uh, bears fruit for the commanders this week. Cowboys come out on top against the Eagles in an electric game where Gardner Minshew almost takes the Eagles over the top. You had awesome performances from a bunch of first-round wide receivers. C.D. Lamb had two touchdowns in over 100. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Devontae Smith was killing it. And A.J. Brown's always killing it. He's a great football player. Gardner Minshew stepped in, had 350 yards and two touchdowns. But at the very end, Dak Prescott takes him over the top. I'm trying to go back and recall how that game ended. Uh, It's not really coming to me. But, yeah, Dak Prescott had three touchdowns. Um, Zeke had a touchdown. Good Good for the Cowboys. Let me get back on. All right, Steelers. In the and in the uh, Sunday night primetime game, come out on top on the Raiders, and this leads to some outcomes as well. Now, this was of course the Franco Harris um, 50 year anniversary. A lot to be made about that. Again, rest in peace. And like Luke said, I took him at his word, and I'm glad I did. Steelers aren't losing that game, not on that night. They win the game, and the Raiders are now benching Derek Carr, who is stepping away from the team to not, quote-unquote, not create a distraction. A lot of people seem to be on Derek Carr's side. I guess it screams to me a broke owner who can't afford to pay the upcoming $40.4 million cap charge uh, that's guaranteed against injury, like three days after the Super Bowl. So they're trying to put him on ice so they can get him out of there. And my guess is they cut him. I don't even know if they find a trade partner. I think that other teams are going to see that they are hamstrung by the financial ramifications and they are going to wait it out so that they don't have to give up any compensation to get him. Do I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback? Sure. I think he's a middling quarterback at least. I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, I personally hope that the Colts don't take that route because they keep doing this like obligatory QB1 cast-off purgatory for one or two years for all these guys and it's not really getting them to the promised land so i would rather see them move up and trade a whole bunch to the bears to draft their future qb all right now the trifecta of games on sunday christmas sunday saw the packers beating the dolphins 26 to 20 this was a huge game because it keeps the packers in the playoff race they picked up a lot of key um, opponent like losses and wins that helped their case towards the playoffs right before they played on Sat or the games on Saturday helped them for when they came in on Sunday. Uh, Tua 
picked up another concussion in this game, and it was not picked up live. He got swung down again and clocked the back of his head. Nobody noticed it. It screams to me that this is a guy playing through concussions and just trying to not tell anybody, and that is upsetting because if he keeps getting concussed like this, he could have permanent damage, and we don't want to see that, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. He needs to be shut down for the rest of, of course, a train. He needs to be shut down for the rest of the season, and he is not playing this week. Um, after that concussion in the second half, he had three interceptions, and that's what propelled the Packers to victory. He was obviously playing concussed, and people are going back, and in retrospect, they're seeing it. So I don't know. Like Luke and I have talked about this on the pod and privately, but like this is kind of shattering the facade that we've seen our whole life, all these guys playing for most of the season. And now we know a lot of players have just been playing concussed and it's upsetting. And I'm glad that these things are being taken more seriously. I know that when bears players are picking up concussions this season, they're generally out a few weeks. And if I go back in my little brief Rolodex of bears history, I don't really recall a lot of players picking up a concussion and being out like at least two weeks. I used to think that was like almost like a weekly injury. Like, ah, he just, he hit his head a little bit. He'll be back in. And I'm glad things have shifted and that they're taking it more seriously. And I really hope they protect Tua because I'm worried. He's had at least three that we know of. Um, the ra- this, uh, this next one's crazy. The Rams bludgeon the Broncos 51 to 14. Nathaniel Hackett gets fired from this game. Brett Rippon gets shoved by Dalton Reisner, the backup quarterback shoved by the offensive guard because of some dispute about protecting Russell because he got sacked like a billion times. Russell's missing wide open guys. He's getting sacked. His head coach gets canned. You can't get out of his contract. The team is imploding. People are fighting on the sidelines. There's nothing that the coach could do. It made sense, but honestly, a lot of this is a lot of the fault and a lot of the blame falls on Russ. And it's just crazy that they can't get out of these contracts. And I know one of the things that was talked about in the NFL owners meetings was the NFL presented a graph of all the dead money that coaches are getting because these coaches are getting hired. They're getting huge, massive, guaranteed, lengthy contracts, and then they're getting shit canned and all that money is on the hook. So they're just paying for a bunch of people not coaching their team anymore. This is happening with contracts and this is happening with coaches and it's just crazy to see. Like, look at what they did. They got Hackett, first-time head coach. They got Russ, first time out of his system. Nobody could have predicted he'd play that bad. But look how terrible it turned out for them. And now they're absolutely fucked with finances. Good thing they got new ownership that is incredibly rich. Night game, primetime. Buccaneers beat the Cardinals. It was Tom Brady against Trace McSorley. I got to see a lot of this one on Hard Knocks last night when I watched the episode. Uh, Trace McSorley got knocked around a bit. It was a good game by J.J. Watt throughout most of it. And then right at the very end, McSorley tries to do a little flick pitch, cute play um, when the box is stacked on a like third or fourth and short, and it becomes a fumble. And then just like right when that happens, you know Tom Brady's about to flip it into legend mode. He's about to do his two-minute drill, and he's about to ice this game out. And that's exactly what he did. It seems that he he should just only play the last quarter. They should just have a backup or another guy play the first three and have him just come in off the bench and just end the game. Um, Cardinals are one of the most disappointing teams in the league. J.J. Watt announced that he's going to be retiring. He's a legend. I remember all the way back when he beat the shit out of the Buckeyes, one of the years when Wisconsin beat us, um, and he's just always been good. He's been 
a great person in, in the state of Texas and specifically in the Houston area with disaster relief and charity. And I'm a fan of JJ Watt, even though I don't necessarily like him for what he's done to my teams. That whole Watt family is talented. The Monday night game, which Brad went to, incredibly so because the Chargers just clinched their first playoff berth in a while. First one for Justin Herbert, rightfully earned. The Colts are terrible. Um, not looking good for them. They started Nick Foles, who was out of his element. If anybody even breathed on him, he was chucking that ball up in the air. Be that out of bounds, hitting the ground, or an interception. And that seemed to be the three options that he had because he wasn't hitting his receivers very well. And they didn't, I don't even remember if they converted a third down. It was an absolutely terrible outing for the Colts. I personally think they are going to try to lose their last two. They're trying not to get Matt Ryan hurt so he gets some guaranteed injuries, just like with the Derek Carr thing. And I think that they're going to try to lose these last two, get the best draft pick they can, which is good because I want Houston to beat them in Week 18 because a Lovey Smith coach team is going to play with a lot of fire even if they lack talent. And I want the Bears to get the number one overall pick. All right. For Jersey Bet, I had one more pick correct than Luke last week. So I am on up. I am up one on aggregate. A couple of the ones that we split. Let's see uh, the Washington San Francisco game. That was a stinker for him. San Francisco won. I also picked Dallas, but the one that sucked was the green Bay Miami one, because if Tua wouldn't have got concussed or if they would have rightfully put in a backup, I think Miami wins that. Um, but that cut down the deficit. So we'll get to this week's picks. Luke had, has sent them in to me, so I'm going to read them off now. Tonight's game, Dallas at Tennessee, where Tennessee is going to be starting a third-string quarterback and a second-string running back. Rightfully, Luke and I have Dallas in this one. The Sunday, January 1st, New Year's Day slate, starting at noon. Arizona at Atlanta. Luke and I both have Atlanta in this one, rightfully so. Arizona absolutely sucks. Next, we have Chicago at Detroit. Luke and I both have Detroit, but honestly, I could see this one being a Bears win and us blowing our shot at at the top pick because the Lions pull Lions moves all the time, but I think they play very well at home, and I think anybody, even a good college team, could run straight through our defense. We have nobody in the front seven. We're only secondary right now. And it sucks to see we have we have no bark and no bite on the Bears defense currently. Denver at Kansas City. Both of us have Kansas City. Uh, Denver is a shit show. Miami at New England. Both of us have Miami. I would like to see Mac Jones get in more trouble. He's not going to get suspended for being dirty, but at least people know. Indianapolis at New York Giants. Both of us have the Giants. Again, Indianapolis, I think, full tank towards the end of the year. New Orleans at Philadelphia. Both of us have Philly. Philly's just a great team, even if Minshew's starting. That's just a stacked team, stacked roster. Carolina at Tampa Bay. We differ in our picks on this one. I am going to take the red-hot Carolina Panthers. And Luke is taking Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, rightfully so, at home. I get that. But I do think that this Tampa Bay team kind of fucking sucks and only plays well right at the end of the game. And I think that that bodes well for a game with a great rushing attack on the other side, a hot team, uh, a head coach that's going to want to pick up a win here. And I think that they're going to rush a lot, control the clock, and pick up a win. I don't know if you could even call this one an upset because pretty similar, uh, pretty similar records. Cleveland at Washington. 
Luke has Cleveland in this one, but I'm going to actually pick Washington for some of the re- um, reasons I mentioned earlier. I think a QB who's proven in flashes that they can be great coming off the bench is going to be a spark, and I think this is going to be an incredibly motivated roster to try to make the playoffs. I think the defensive line is going to be going for them, and Chase Young's finally playing, and Terry McLaurin's going to make plays, and Jahan Dotson's going to try to make plays, and I think Cleveland's not playing good football. And Miles Garrett got benched for a little bit of the game last week for some disciplinary reasons, and Deshaun's playing poor football. So we'll see what happens, but we differ on this one. I pick Washington at home. Jacksonville at Houston. Both of us have Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a red-hot team. Again, I'm going to be rooting very hard for Houston to pick up a win there. San Francisco at Las Vegas. Another red-hot team. Luke and I both have San Francisco. New York Jets at Seattle. I wavered on this one a little bit, but with Mike White cleared to play, Luke and I both have the Jets. Um, If Mike White wasn't cleared, I would have definitely took Seattle. Minnesota at Green Bay. Another one that we differ. Um, I think Green Bay is not that great of a team, but I think that a highly motivated Green Bay team at Lambeau in the cold when in the afternoon, important to note, um, playoffs on the line, I think they get that win. And I don't know if the Vikings get the miracle they need to win this game at the end. I think, I, I think Aaron pulls it out. LA Rams at LA chargers. Both of us are taking the chargers even though it's more fun to watch the Rams now that they have Baker. And they had a really good game last week. They looked like the Rams last week. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Luke took Pittsburgh in this. I was a little confused at that pick. Um, Baltimore, like we've mentioned, plays down to the competition week in and week out, but they keep picking up wins, and I don't necessarily think that Pittsburgh has a better roster than them right now. So I'm taking Baltimore at home. Playoffs on the line. They have it clinched, but I definitely think they're winning that game. Buffalo at Cincinnati on Monday night. It's going to be an awesome game in Ohio, but I'm, Luke and I are both taking Cincinnati. So that wraps it up. I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and a new year. And next time you hear from me, it will be with Luke. And we'll see you next time. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. Yeah.